welcome to the tenth episode of the Dude Spakin Dudes podcast. This is not a podcast about scented candle collections, nor is it a podcast about starting your own podcast. Don't do that. Listen to our podcast. Uh, <laughs> this is a podcast about dudes that are spanking dudes and dudes who are being spanked by dudes. And this podcast is being hosted by two dudes. Hey, you guys. How you doing? This is Sydney Overson. Good to be back. Hey, and uh, this is Scott, also known as Red Spank Scott. Welcome back, Sydney. Thank you. Thanks. Nice to be back. Yeah, yeah. So we're having Sydney back specifically because um, I did not make it out to Camp Red Tails, but Sydney did. And I get a lot of messages about Camp Red Tails from people who are very curious about the camp experiences. So we have Sydney on to talk specifically about what the Camp Red Tails experience is like. Um, a lot of fun. Yes, yes. Great. And some surprises in this one, uh, but we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> some surprises that will make you all wish that you had been there. Um, oh, yeah. Just, just to tease you. <laughs> um, a couple of things before we get into that, into our um, the Red Tails, the Camp Red Tails discussion. Reminder, um, Camp Red Hills has come and gone, but if you're on the East Coast or going to Georgia or thinking of going to Georgia, Badass Weekend is still up ahead. It's October 19th through the 22nd in Augusta, Georgia. If you want information on that, go to baevent.com. That's B-A-W as in Badass Weekend, B-A-W-Event.com. Now, um, for those of you who remember Jaden on the podcast episode about WAPS.com, uh, he's still working and upgrading that. They've added he's added event listings, and you can indicate um, if you're uh, planning to attend upcoming events. So, for example, Badass Weekend is on there. So, if you're a member of WAPS, if you've got a profile up on WAPS and you're going to Badass Weekend, you can indicate that you're attending. Um, all the Moonburn parties are listed upcoming are listed up there and I've already listed myself as attending September's uh, Moonburn party next a week a week from today when we're recording this uh, so check that out he's also announced that he's specifically starting work on a on turning WAPS into an actual app for your phone so he's looking for beta testers for that. So that's WAPS, W-H-A-P-P-Z dot com. Uh, if you haven't joined up and made your profile, um, I think you still need a referral code. If you do, uh, put DUDES, D-U-D-E-S, all capital letters, as your referral code uh, and join up. And then finally, for a future podcast, we've kind of dropped off on getting questions, um, mostly because we've kind of been – a little bit scattered about doing uh, episodes, and that's certainly all my fault. Um, but I wanted to let folks know in advance, I'm working on getting a special guest to talk of, in an upcoming podcast to talk about issues of domestic discipline in the real world, the whole idea of, of making spanking part of your domestic relationship, and also the fantasy of daddies and boys and that whole thing. You know, these are things that are very common fantasies and spanking concepts that um, a lot of guys into spanking are into, but I'm not, and and really none of my friends are, so it's been this sort of thing that that is a present part of the spanking community that has not been on the podcast. So um, if you have any questions about domestic discipline or daddy's boys fantasies, send them my way. Um, you can hit me up on Tumblr as Red Spank Scott, on WAPS as Red Spank Scott, on Spank the Hookups as Red SPK Scott. 
uh, and uh, Recon is Red Spank Scott. Let me know if you have questions about those issues, and uh, we'll have a, a gentleman on here talking about those in an upcoming episode. Well, hey, I'm into daddies and boys. You didn't ask me. You didn't tell me anything about this. <laughs> <laughs> that is true, yeah. And so if, uh, if you have any questions, I can bounce them off Sydney as well. So, uh, no. Uh, but let's get into the real dudes spaking real dudes and talk about Camp Red Tails. So much fun. What yes. a blast. Yeah, so you went to it. It's always in – so Camp Red Tails, just some very, very basics, is in Northern California in mid-July every year. It's been going on for a couple decades now actually. Mm-hmm. So so yeah. um, talk us through the basics, Sydney. Uh, you know, how long is it? Uh, how much does it cost? And really how much work does it take if you're thinking about going to one of these camps? Well, um, it's up in Clear Lake uh, County, so it's a little bit far from, let's say, it's two and a half hours northwest of Sacramento. However, what you could do if you're coming from across the country or even if you're coming from Southern California, if you preferred, you can fly up to Sacramento and then just drive, which is much more convenient. Um, Being from Southern California, it's a nine-hour drive, so you do have to plan it a bit. that said, we do have people who make it every year from international locations, and um, we're talking Australians. We have uh, um, guys come from Scandinavia. We had one from Norway this year. Typically, we have a few guys. Um, I think we've had a New Zealander. So, you know, there's, there's people that do travel from quite a, a, a ways. There are quite a few Brits this year, actually, as well. So um, it's it's – a little bit of a hop skip, but man, is it worth it. Um, the camp itself is located in this this sort of valley, a bowl-shaped valley. It's surrounded by hills, so there's really a lot of privacy. There's no way that anybody's going to accidentally blunder into your camp, like if you were in some other public campground, um, which, by the way, it's not a campground. It's cabins, so if that's the, the kind of thing that you'd rather do rather than pitching a tent, so to speak, um, you don't have to worry about <laughs> – you're not actually camping, okay? This isn't camping. It's, it's, it's cabins, you know, they have very – and they're building more every year. They're making quite a few improvements into the, to the grounds, which um, this year they added a really large deck onto the mess hall, which was really, really nice. But it's not – it's not going to be a trial of, of can you stick it out for three days like you would with normal camping. So you have a nice cabin. Um, you're usually sharing some space. And um, there's a large central play hall, which is called the Heart Home, uh, which where, most, is where a lot of public play takes place, but not all. There's, there's any, anything goes really with the camp as far as play. You can play anywhere. There's places in the forest. There's a yurt that you can hike up to. You can play in. There's... Plenty of spaces for you to go, and you'll, it's very common to see guys just playing out in little park areas, and it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, and Manshand, by the way, Manshand Films, which you know is who who created Camp Redtail, the people behind that, um, they also tend to shoot they shoot a video at the camp pretty much every year. So if you see one that has an outdoor setting, it's often there. They actually just released one uh, that I believe they filmed at. Uh, Camp Red Tails last mm-hmm. month um, that they just that they just put up I think a, a week or so ago. Um, how much does it cost? Well, um, you could do it uh, several ways. You don't have to go all day, so it's or excuse me, the entire camp. So it's typically five nights, four days. If you wanted to do the whole camp, and that's somewhere in the neighborhood of seven hundred. 
Now, some people might go, whoa, but that what you're getting is three meals a day, five days and four nights, which is actually a really good deal. If you're coming from far away, you're probably going to want to make it worth your while just to stay the entire time. We do have some folks that are, are locals to Clear Lake and then some that are closer, like San Francisco, some that might be in Southern California that only want to go for like two or three days. But most people go for the entire time. So it goes down from there. You don't have to do the entire five days, four nights. You can come in. Like it typically starts on a Thursday, ends on Tuesday morning. Um, but um, most people go for the entire time. So you're, if you want to do the the entire camp, it's somewhere in the neighborhood of 700, uh, which is it's very reasonable because when you you really get to meet so many people, you're fed more than you can possibly eat, and you really have good lodgings. I mean, you're not really spending a lot of time in them anyway besides sleeping. So um, I think it's a really good deal. And go ahead, Scott. Sorry. Yeah. No. How many times have you been? Uh, three. Okay, so this is yeah. my third. Yeah. Yeah, and, my third yeah. I mean, and then the one thing I guess you want to keep in mind when you're when you're pulling out that expense is you really kind of want to be into spanking because it's it's not like, um, as you pointed out, it's so far away from everything. Um, mm. you're, you're not going to be, oh, spending an afternoon doing something else. Right. <laughs> you're, right. you're there for spanking place. Now, like, you're going to go to, for example, if you come out to a Moonburn, if you decide to come out to the Moonburn party in Los Angeles from out of town, you can come to the Moonburn on Saturday afternoon. On Sunday, you could go and do something fun in Los Angeles. You can go down to Disneyland. You know, you can go out to Santa Monica. That's not what this is going to be like. You're going to be focusing for several days on being out in this wonderful camping – well, not camping, but this this isolated environment. Well, actually, there's – I mean, there's a few things you can do. Um, some people choose not to bring a lot with them. They can go into town and do some shopping. You are next to Clear Lake, but there are um, – a couple of wineries around, which are nice. Um, some folks venture out into a few of the restaurants, the wineries and things. So, I mean, you can, you know, most folks stick around, but there are uh, a few places to go if you really felt like just kind of changing the scene for a minute. So that that's not that big of a problem. But, um, yeah, it makes it kind of nice. Bring some, bring some wine back for the uh, the other folks. Um, yeah, many, yeah. yeah, we do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. People bring wine back, and there's, you know, a lot of camaraderie and a lot of sharing. Uh, how many people attended uh, the, the the one that you just went to? Well, this one was a record year. Uh, I think it was somewhere in this the high 60s. Um, so, I mean, that's that's quite a few people. The campgrounds can hold somewhere on the line of a thousand, something like that. They do have really large events there, um, and there's just one after another. And what's really nicer that the, the grounds are gay owned. Um, so there's a lot of gear events there. There's a, a gear weekend that happens there, you know, so you can keep yourself updated as, if other events sound interesting to you. But uh, for our event, that's pretty big for 60 people, and um, it makes it really fun when you have lots of different interests and lots of different um, types of spankers. And that said, there are a lot of people that go to camp who really it's it really is a vacation. With a little kink thrown in, well, with a lot of kink thrown in, <laughs> you can go and, and really just relax. Um, there are some folks that go that don't really play a lot. They play a little bit here and there, but they'd really rather be by the pool and just take it easy. So you know, it's really lazy fare. And um, I just have to say, I mean, anybody who hasn't 
if you've heard of it and you haven't been yet, you really have to go. It's it's such a blast. So yeah, so how is it how is it set up? You know, what's when when people go there, what what should they expect when they arrive? Well, so you drive in on a Thursday and that um, afternoon you typically just registering. Uh, there's a a little if it's the first time, if it's your first time I should say, you're you're gonna get quite a welcome. They are very hospitable and uh, uh, Man's Hand Films and the guys who run it will be happy to put you up in some good lodgings. And it's really just very simple. Your first day, you just you roll in, you're shown your cabin, you set up, and that's about it. And that night tends to be very celebratory. Everybody parties quite a bit. Um, you're kind of given a few pointers. Um, if you're really into spanking, like you and I are, you kind of want to take it easy for the first day or two. Um, don't don't go and uh, bust your butt wide open. You kind of want to just take it. And that's that's the, the for me that was the most challenging part of camp. My first camp especially, which I didn't I didn't do so well in that. I, I wound up <laughs> I wound up with quite a few um, let's say good spots that. that <laughs> but you you typically want to take it easy for the first day or two. Just you know a lot of hand spanking if that you you know you start to meet everybody who might be into this or that and you can start basically really setting up situations with people if you're so inclined you know start making appointments as it were but um it's it's really just getting there and then once you're there it, it you just instantly in vacation mode and, you know the setup's really easy so typically um the first day is really more of a meet and greet and party day and um saying hi to people you haven't seen in a year so it was really fun so, so how is how is play organized? You know, what sort of different things happened in? Let's just talk about you know this most recent camp red tails. What sort of different kinds of play happened? How do guys approach each other? Well, I guess it depends on the guy you're talking about. But um, play is what's really nice about camp red tails is play isn't overly organized. Uh, you know, one of the people that I wrote up with who is from Men's Hand Films, one of the founders, he was talking about an experience he had where uh, several camps can be really overly organized. Like, he, he was telling you with his story where he went to, we'll just call him P, Mr. P. He went over to Europe and did this really famous camp there, and it was just, you know, very German, where it was like, we will use this tool, and we will play it this oh, time, yeah. and lunch, and it's not like that at all. It's not a seminar. So play is very, uh, very much up to the people who want to play. And that tends to be one of the things that they emphasize, that you are not obligated to play. Don't, don't feel like you're going to go there and this person is going to tell you this or that person. You know, you don't have to feel like you're going to be pushed into anything. But that, you know, a lot of people are really looking forward to it. The only thing that's really organized, I would say, about play is there's a, there's a traditional game day. Um, on Saturday, Saturday afternoon, where uh, the people who put the camp on really are very, very creative about coming up with games to play, and everyone um, participates, most everybody participates, and it's really entertaining, a lot of fun, and you get to uh, learn a little bit more about not only the people who are playing, but they typically have a lot of trivia about spank that you never even heard of, or you know, you might get some history of spanking, you might hear uh, the names of tools and things like that that you've never even heard of. So it's it usually is a very interesting day. So that's really about as organized as it gets. 
there's just some ground rules, you know, basically. Um, a lot of the public play takes place in the Heart Home, like I said, which is a giant air-conditioned lodge. Um, but about the only thing that you can expect to hear is, like, you know, just like if you're going to any other spank event, like move burn, don't stand around and talk about recipes when someone's having a scene right next to you. You know, make sure that you're being considerate of other people's auditory space. Don't, um, you know, um, disturb scenes with inappropriate conversations or whatever. Um, there's really no rules concerning when play can happen because it can happen anywhere and it spontaneously does all the time which is a lot of fun you can see someone getting spanked on the porch of you know the mess hall someone getting thrown across the banister in you know whatever particular room <laughs> it's it's really fun because it's just very spontaneous which is this makes it much more enjoyable so so there's a lot of open spanking so if someone if uh, a couple guys want privacy when they're uh, for spanking, is that option? Can you take people into you oh. know one of these little cabins or something and, and place right. just just the two of them, or of three or four? Yeah, of course, yeah, absolutely. And you know, of course, as long as it's consensual, we have never ever heard of any situation where someone has been forced into anything. Um, there have been stories that I guess uh, that more ladies meet that were maybe occurred years ago. Wait, way before I happened, but you know, it, those things just never really happen. And of course there's, there's lots and lots of private play. There's plenty of space in these cabins. So, um, and well, a lot of guys are really adventurous. Like there's, you're surrounded in forest. So you can go, I've had appointments where get up by eight o'clock in the morning, meet me in the forest. We're going to use these mini paddles. You know, that's a lot of fun. Uh -huh. um, and there are play spaces that are designated uh, as, as you know, like a small hike away from the camp itself. Like I was saying earlier, there's a yurt, which you, you know, you can turn on air conditioning inside the yurt and you can, it's big enough for an entire play party if you wanted, um, if you wanted something more private. So yeah, it's more spontaneous and anything you can arrange is really just between you and, and who you're interested in. Okay. And I guess bring sunscreen unless, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, it does tend to be warm. Um, it is in July, although it is Northern California. But I have heard triple. I've heard some Camp Red Tails where things have gotten into triple, triple degree temperatures out there. Yeah, last this not this prior year, but the year before it was was really warm. This year was much nicer because we had all those rainy uh, months yeah. this year. So all of the, the foliage was really nice and everything looked really refreshed. And so it was quite the year. I hope it's the same next year. Yeah, yeah, we are having a we are having a milder summer here in in uh, at least here in in California uh, than expected. Not not in all the rest of the country, but um, certainly out here. Um, let's talk about uh, sexual behavior. Are there rules or guidelines about sexual non-spanking behavior? Because that's something that I get asked about whenever we talk about spanking parties. I think really the only thing that would probably it's it's a lot like. Then the only thing that really goes as far as a rule would probably be, um, well, you know, fucking. Like if you're going to get down, you, you probably want to go somewhere private for that. But I've seen oral, no problem. You know, mm -hmm. um, never seen anybody get really too out of control with that. But anything that guys do is perfectly okay. Uh, when you're talking penetration and getting really, you know, down and dirty, you, it's probably better just to go privately. But I've never seen that happen, and they, you know... Some people might stand around and watch. You may kind of be awkwardly asked, hey, can you take that somewhere else? It, you know, it, you just always want to keep in mind, you know, whether or not you're disturbing somebody else. But generally, I think that's it's just really 
uh, common sense and, you know, nothing really to worry about. It's, it's a really very open atmosphere. So, um, is it so, something that, that comes up that, that has come when I talk about parties then is, is this something that a straight dude who is into spanking with dudes, would he feel comfortable at an event like this? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Because there's, there's really a lot of just very different people. It's a, if you're a people person, you're really into just hanging out and, and learning and chatting and just having a good time. I, I don't think that there would be any issue with anyone. Yeah, I don't see any reason why a straight guy wouldn't enjoy it. I don't know that he, you know, maybe he would want to spend the whole camp. But yeah, I think that would be something that he would really enjoy. It's 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 a lot of fun. I mean, I keep repeating myself with saying that, but it's it really is very entertaining as much as it is, is, is you know, for the kink of spanking. Um, there's a lot going on. I mean, they, they're really generous. They There's giant coolers of beer on several porches at any given moment. You can have a drink and, you know, guys get a little bit loose from that. And, um, yeah, I don't see any reason why anybody wouldn't enjoy themselves. So um, we're just out of curiosity. Were there any beefy rugby playing porn stars who attempted who, who attended Camp Red Tails this year. Did, did well, anything that, interesting happen? That is such a great... I can't believe you asked that question. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so, so tell... And I should, I should mention, just... Because I, I, I hear about what happened at every Camp Red Tails ever since I've started coming to Moonbird. So, so before I... <laughs> <laughs> to preface this, this is not a thing that happens at every Camp Red Tails, but it yeah. is something that happened at this Camp Red Tails. So tell us what happened. Well, um, during the the there's an annual game basically that they put on. I think I mentioned it earlier. Um, it was on a Saturday, and so um, during our game, there was a introduction of someone into the game who I immediately was. I mean, the guy is super hot, super attracted. Um, a uh, porn star, um, which. You know, I don't, I don't know porn stars by face or by name. I'm not, I don't memorize people's. I just don't. I don't know who's who's who. A porn star could be standing in front of me, and I wouldn't know who they are. So um, there's this guy who's Colby Jansen, who happens to be a um, a porn star and a rugby player, which you know, win win, right? I mean, the guy is just yeah. absolutely super hot, big, huge rugby player. Yeah, I should, yeah. I should I should mention that that like you, I do not know very many porn stars' names on the basis of the fact that you know I since I'm a fetishist and into spanking and not really into sex, I don't watch a lot of sex porn. I only watch spankings. Um, but there are a couple guys that I've paid attention to because they have they're exactly my type, uh, and he's definitely one of them. So when you told uh-huh. me that you hooked up with Colby Jansen, I was like, <laughs> I know that name. So so so, so tell us what happened. So, um, well, you know, uh, really basically, you know me, I'm not, I'm not a shy person. So I just basically went up to him and just started chatting with him. And then, um, you know, a few hours later I asked him to play and he, he was down for it. He said, yes. Uh, he came kind of as a guest of someone who's into spanking. Um, I don't, I'm not so sure that it's entirely his fetish, but he's completely open to it. So, um, you know, it's a very relaxed atmosphere. You don't, you know, necessarily play immediately. So we got to it, and uh, we went over into the the Heart Lodge, the big play public play area at the camp, and um, got onto a horse. And he, let me tell you, really good hand. Um, he, I don't think he spanked very often, but it was, it was really hot play for obvious reasons. The guy was super, 
super good looking. And uh, he has a – I think he said he couldn't play very long because he had a shoulder injury. And so uh, me being a massage therapist, <laughs> I took advantage of the situation. I said, yes, of course. Let me let me help you with that and gave him a big old long two-hour body session. And he you know, was chatting it up and got to really just get to know him a little bit. A really very sweet guy, very um, articulate and very nice person. And then he spanked me again, and you know, he he was happy with the, the massage. So I said, "Here, let's thank you again." Said, okay, I'll go for that. So that was pretty much it. But you know, I got to kind of hang out with him for a bit and chat with him a bit, and maybe a little kisser here or there, you know. But it was fun. It was really, it was nice to to just really see someone that different be at camp. You just never know who's going to turn up. Now, see what would have happened. What would have happened with me is the reason that he attracts me is that he's the kind of guy I would like to spank. So, but he did not he did not get spanked at uh, at Camp Red Tails, did he? No, not that I saw. Um not that it didn't happen, but I didn't see that. So, I don't think he no. He was kind of on vacation mode, which I was really happy he was willing to play. I mean, he was really really nice and approachable, so he played with several people. Um but no, didn't see him get spanked. That would've been hot though. He's beefy ass, beautiful guy. Yep, yep. Yeah, you would have been uh, crazy. So, um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. So, yeah, there you go. I mean, you know, you just don't know who's going to turn up. But uh, it, usually everybody's just relaxed enough to just have a good time. Yeah. Yep, so it sounds like fun. Um, for anyone who's potentially interested, they've already set up the dates for next year's in mid-July. Um, so if you go to – you could just Google Man's Hand Films – uh, on on their main page, they have a link for Camp Red Tails, um, and it's essentially technically it's sort of by invite only or whatever. There's an application process just to so they can make sure you know that it's that they, they want to be careful about who's coming there and making sure that they you know that they know what they're getting into and all that, and that this person is not a serial killer or whatever you know. Um, and that this, this this doesn't turn into a slasher movie instead of a spanking movie or a spanking themed slasher movie. Uh, <laughs> although that would be kind of hot, like to have the slasher movie, but it was spanking and, and, and not killing guys. Um, I'm sure it's been done. I'm sorry. What was that? I'm sure it's been done. Sure I, been done. Yeah, Jonathan. I think the artist Jonathan did a story to that, which did a. Uh, 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 an art story, a comic story that was essentially um, uh, Friday the Thirteenth, but with a with a spanking instead of killing people. Uh, <laughs> so, but if you if you want more information, go to the Man's Hand Films website and check out Camp Red Tails. And they have pictures there. You can see uh, their most recent video they filmed there. And um, there's someone. There's an email address that you can email, and if you have any additional questions, I'm sure they will fill you in. So with that, uh, let's wrap. Uh, let's wrap up the discussion of Camp Red Tails, and let's move to the fantasy life of spaking, to an element of spakings that you and I both uh, enjoy, both the fantasy and have uh, experienced it in real life, and that is what I'm calling on this podcast the Weapon. Yeah, so the whooping, um, I talked about it in the last podcast with Duke, because I did recently get a whooping from Bossman for my birthday. It was my birthday whooping. And so just to start off with the basic of what we mean, we're talking about a whooping. 
Um, in a lot of actual spanking play and a lot of fantasy spanking play, um, we're we're typically talking about long sessions and sort of a ramping a, a ramping of the feeling of pain um, until you get to this very sort of excited state. Um, and usually a typical spanking play, if you're a fetishist, can take place, you know, for 40 minutes or an hour or even longer, really long sessions. That's a typical how spanking manifests. Um, now, the fantasy of the whooping is the idea that none of that happens. Instead, it is a short, intense session with no warm up. Uh, it's not ripping up to a painful experience. It starts full force. It starts on the bare butt. Uh, it's intended to maximize the pain experience quickly and rapidly, overwhelm your defenses, and make you cry. Um, and that actually is like the one of the goals for a bottom who has the fantasy of the weapon is typically they want to be made to cry. Um, so, so let's start with like, why does this fantasy appealing? What, you're interested in this fantasy, correct? Oh yeah, made it a reality more than once, and yeah, you know yeah. what? For me, it's it's definitely power exchange. I wish I could cry. I really do. I just can't. I don't know what it is. It isn't that it's impossible, but none of the experiences I've had have ended in crying. Which, you know, oh well, maybe someday. It's tough. It's happened to me twice. Um, the most ex the most recent experience I had with. Um, with Boss Man, I made uncontrollable crying sounds. I don't know if that makes sense to people, but there were no actual tears. So it sounded like I was crying. It didn't, but it, I actually, I could not control it. So it was like the crying experience without tears. That would make me laugh so hard. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of, it is kind of hilarious. Um, that might have actually, if you were there laughing at me, that might have been enough to push me over into actually crying. Um, so oh, maybe... oh. <laughs> I would have laughed even harder. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, that's something I enjoy doing, though, that I, I get so much out of it. But, um, yeah, definitely. And as a matter of fact, um, so we're going to get into that. The, this year at, at Camp Redtail, I know that section's over, but I did get a, a, a woman at Camp Redtail um, from a gentleman from Chicago, who one of the few people who will actually scare the hell out of me. Like he, he is deadly serious and you get the feeling he's working some stuff out on you. Like maybe he really has a son who pissed him off and he's, he's didn't get the chance to beat the kid like he wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, that's what the, the, the fantasy of it is deeply rooted in either. You didn't have to actually experience it. Cause certainly I don't want to, Presents the, the idea that that if you respect as a kid, that's why you have a fetish. Because once you meet people in the spanking, you'll discover that a wide variety of experiences with spanking. And I know guys who were in spanking who were never spanked as a kid. But the fantasy is very much originates from the idea of punishment spankings for for children, where they were not in control of the experience. They were being punished. The father or the adult or male figure was in complete control of the experience. And one of the goals of the whooping fantasy is to kind of try to find a way to create that experience again, um, where you can't, you actually cannot stop the spanking. Um, it's more painful than you want. And if you really want to, you're trying to capture the experience of that. You actually want the spanking to stop. 
Um, and but you can't stop it because that's what that fantasy is. The fantasy is, as you explained, the power exchange, the complete giving up of control. So it's kind of fascinating how there are people who, really, as you know, kids weren't really ever spanked, so they might feel a little bit gypped. And I think a lot of folks who feel that way really want to have that whooping. Really want to have something super intense and an experience of punishment maybe that they've never had as a kid. Yeah, and it's it's a real it's like it's like the ultimate expression of if you have a spanking you know fetish or if you have a pain fetish and you you're wondering whether you're on that far end. In, in one of the previous episodes, we talked about the the spanking spectrum of people who are you know in it as foreplay, people who have it as part of a kink, and the the fetishists where you really really need that feeling. So it's a way to kind of express that need. Right. Yeah. That, well, it makes a lot of sense, and who knows? It might it might just become that for a person. Um, it's kind of hard to draw those lines. Uh, I don't know. For me personally, there's definitely a deep need. Um, the fantasy end of it is, I guess, it just depends on your your. And and uh, uh, and then as a, as a top, the fantasy, of course, being in complete control and forcing someone to have that experience. Um, if you have a a high quotient of sadism. Um, or, uh, you know, a very high quotient of wanting to be that sort of a ther- authoritarian daddy figure. For me, it's the sadistic component, and it is for Bossman, too. So when I approached Bossman with the idea, since we both have very similar sort of attitudes towards a, a sadistic approach to punishment and pain, it's like, do you like those kinds of sessions? And Toppy's like, oh, yes, very much. And so it's for, for us as tops, it's the opportunity to let like just like the bullying stuff we talked about with the in in the last podcast episode with with duke um to really cut loose as a top and know that it's not you're not um last time i talked about how you sort of uh escorted the bottom as a top you're kind of escorting the bottom through pain experiences when you're doing these longer sessions right you're not doing that anymore as a top you're really pushing them and you're trying to break them and you're getting the enjoyment of being as a top of being allowed to do that which is you know a a kind of an odd way to think about it but it is if you're a good top um you don't do that unless you know that the bottom can handle it and so being able to do that is a wonderful sort of experience to be able to do as a top right well that said that 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 implies a, a prior relationship with this particular person. Yeah, yeah, I would say that'll be, you know, when we talk about the idea of, so I, 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 last episode I described my whooping and and how it actually played out in real life. So the one that you just described, the big camp red tails, how did that, how did that play out? Well, um, he and I had an arrangement. Uh, We made an arrangement earlier on in camp and, the arrangement was I wasn't going to know when or where, but it was going to happen. And he has a very deadly serious demeanor. Um, really nice guy, but when it comes time for business, it was you know it was very serious. And so, uh, um, essentially, it was there was a lot of suspense about it because you know he's playing this person, that person, and he might look across the room and threaten you. Or he would come up and whisper things to me and basically say, you know, it's really going to hurt a lot, so you need to get your ass ready, that kind of stuff. Uh, and when it finally came down to it, um, 
what it's really all about for him is uh, definitely the sadistic end of it, but it really is about punishment. And he's one of the only people that I can really play with on the role play end that really does an incredible job. Uh, it's difficult for me to get into that headspace. A lot of guys need a role playing situation. For me, it's not necessary. I'm very much an endorphin pig. I love spanking to the point where it's just I can't stop. Um, but when you're talking about a whooping, uh, his particular approach is a really specific role play, which is funny enough, daddy and son, which you were mentioning earlier on in this uh, episode. Right. Um, and he has a very specific way of, of applying it. So, you know, he has this great way of making you feel less than like you really did fuck up like you're a kid and you feel two inches tall you really do feel like all right i'm, I'm about to get my ass beat here and he delivered let me tell you it was it was really 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 intense uh but he knows he's skilled he's skilled enough to know when you know the idea of a whooping you know must be stated is not blood splatter you know <laughs> it's 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 Definitely knowing when the bottom is at the limit, and he knows that, but he'll push that limit and keep going, which I really, really appreciate as a bottom very, very much because it takes some skill and some courage to go there. As much as it's fun for the top to be able to go there without any restrictions, sometimes as a bottom, you're disappointed that the, the, the limits weren't pushed enough, and that was definitely not the case here. So um, it's very much a fantasy of the father uh, punishing the son. It was really effective. It just – I can't say enough about it. Um, but the, with Boss Man, you know, we have – there's no role playing that, but it's definitely extreme. I mean he uses a couple things on me that he doesn't really use on other people. Maybe he's used them on you. I'm not sure. Um, there's a prison strap that he likes to use. It's just, uh, heaven. Yeah, I finally got the bath brush from him for the first time. I actually didn't have any real experience with the bath brush. He gave me a couple of swats, but, uh, after, at a private party last month, he finally went to work on me with the bath brush, and I took probably about a hundred swats with it, and that was pretty... Bath brushes are nasty. Yeah, yes, they are. They're the nastiest. Yeah, he's, he's taking that to me. I know. I love, um that we've had, I'm pretty much bent over the back of a chair where you're basically dangling mm. and your weight is just such that the chair is not going to tip over, but your your feet barely touch the floor. Holy cow. I mean, it's just anything goes at that point and there's no resisting. You could struggle all you want. It's really, <laughs> I'm getting all excited talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, whoopings are, you know, I think... Probably you want to know your your the person that you're playing with. If you played before and you want to talk about it and make an arrangement, that would be safer rather than doing it with someone that you don't know. I'm sure you'd agree. Yeah, some some things to think about if you're actually thinking about wanting to make a weapon reality. Yeah, the first is finding a top you trust, and I think um, a couple I've actually done in the past when I was much much more of a bottom and a lot younger. I did have a uh, whooping experience with a guy I hadn't played with before, but someone I was communicating with for a while. But um, even then, that's not something I would do today. And he did actually make me cry, and it was a good 
punishment session, um, but not something that I would recommend that other people did. I was young and foolish then. It was earlier in the days of the internet. It was harder to get to know people who are into spanking. Now it's a lot easier, um, and so I, you know people should feel a little bit less desperate to find someone. Um, yeah. So yeah. So so get to know a top before bringing this up. Keep in mind, not all tops want to have this fantasy of giving a whooping. Um, yeah, I know plenty of tops who would not, and it's important to know that because um, a top might say that he's willing to give you an intense punishment, um, but it's it's but he doesn't perceive it the same way as you. And so you'll end up with a lot less than like he, you had mentioned being disappointed. If you don't really get that feeling of being pushed as a bottom and I'm very much the same way. And that's why I like why I'm doing so well with Bossman because of what you said, he really does push you if you want to be pushed. And, um, Bossman is also very, very, very experienced. I've mentioned this in, in previous, previous podcasts, um, that he's a very experienced top, not just in spanking, but in other forms of S&M play. So, um, if you're a top and you're interested in potentially giving something a whooping, giving somebody a whooping, get experienced at being, at giving spankings, learn how to read a bottom, uh, learn to communicate with the bottom. Um, it's a lot more than just role play. Uh, that's something I see a lot when, when things don't go well, um, with it, with a top or relationship with the top at the bottom, uh, a top thinks that the fantasy, a, a top doesn't grasp or, or a bottom doesn't grasp that the real world doesn't play out exactly like the fantasy. For example, the bottom might not cry. And one of the things you have to be able to recognize as a top is that, that doesn't necessarily mean you just keep spanking on and on and on. There are safety issues, and it may just be that the top is not going to cry. And so you need to kind of be, learn to read that behavior um, and understand that the scene, you know, you've given the weapon. Um, it doesn't cause the reaction. What would what you would probably want to do is afterwards talk to the bottom. I've had this experience with someone that I've spanked um, who wanted a weapon. Um, uh, we had a very, very, very intense play session here in my place. He did not cry. He wanted to be made to cry, but it was very clear that it was not going to happen. And I really pushed him. Uh, it got to a point where it's not safe to continue punishing him because of the state of his butt. Uh, and so what we do is talk about things that we could maybe do. Um, I, maybe I didn't start hard enough. Uh, you know, other things that we could kind of work out to maybe try and get him in a, a psychological mindset. There wasn't any role playing here. Um, you know, think, and I we haven't played again since then. Um, but there, you know, there are thoughts, things that we might want to hammer out, so that maybe the next time he'll get the weapon that he wants. But also for the bottom, you have to be willing to really commit to what it's going to take. You know, sometimes it's going to get really, really intense, and you're thinking, okay, well, that's about enough, and that's not, that's not how things go. You know, the weapon is basically beyond your control to be able to commit to that. Yeah, which make, makes it a lot more. Uh, is a better experience. Yeah, we talked about that last episode when we were when uh, with with Duke we were talking about the the bully fantasy of of and what it means to really kind of give up that control. You have to be willing to accept accept the idea that um, the punishment is going to continue after you want it to stop, after you genuinely, really, actually, fantasy aside, want it to stop. Right. Places you don't 
which is great. You learn a lot about yourself. Yeah, and then yeah, and and the great thing when you're thinking about it afterwards, it's really re- great to think about that experience afterwards and say, you know, oh, I dealt, you know, I had it. I, it was great. I I, I took it. Um, I accepted it. I was so happy, actually, after after I got home from that whooping from from Boston and after my balls stopped burning. Um, from the, from that icy hot, um, Sydney laughed his ass off when he found out about that, by the way. Um, <laughs> I wasn't even there. That was, was already, yeah. <laughs> well, um, you know, I've had that done to me, so yeah, I know how that feels. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it was great to, as, especially as someone who has, has been out of bottoming for so long and going, first of all, you know, going back into being a bottom and then going back and saying, okay, it's time for me to try this, not knowing whether I'd be able to take it. Not only, you know, I took it, I took it well, I, and I made it clear to Boss Man, you know, it's on the menu now. And we're now, when I play with him, it's now something that could happen that he doesn't necessarily have to tell me that he's going to do that. You know, so I may go to his place if, you know, I offer him, I offer myself up to him every weekend now. Um, you know, we don't play every weekend. We we play maybe once a month. Sometimes at Moonburn, sometimes outside of Moonburn. But now, um, I really have completely given up control of the experience to the point that I'm probably going to get another weapon. And unlike this time, I didn't ask for it. Well, I mean, once the door is open. Right? Yep. Yep. And that was the idea. That's why I wanted to. That's why I wanted to have that weapon. So I knew that I could take it. I knew that I could take it from Boss Man. I knew that I wanted it from Boss Man. Yeah. Um, and by the way, sometimes chemistry matters. So something else to keep in mind. I could take it from Boss Man. That doesn't mean I could take it from other guys. I can't take it from other guys. And um, I might, you know, I might be able to take it from um, the bully, for example, a guy I mentioned in, you know, our earlier podcast. I'm actually going to be playing with him. He's coming back, coming to Moonburn. I've offered up my butt to him. Um, yeah. After uh, we haven't played in a year, so let's see what happens. Um, and you know, he may end up being something that I'd be willing to take a whooping from. I don't know. Um, so, so chemistry matters. That whole idea of trust—you're um, on the same wavelength. For me, um, with Bossman and Bully, we have very, very similar attitudes towards sadistic play. Um, for other people, for example, you mentioned the Daddy Son thing—the Daddy Son role play. You might need. There are a lot of guys who would only be able to take the whipping in that scenario because um, they need to get into that mindset, just like the top. Uh, and the punishment that you took wanted to get into the daddy mindset. Um, for a lot of bottoms to take whoopings, they want to get into that boy mindset where uh, that's how that's what they need to do in their head to give up control and and allow yeah. the whooping to happen. So yeah, I find that's what it is for a lot of straight guys who are into spanking, being spanked by the males. It really is a mind reset. Like that that is a that the daddy son thing has to happen in order for them to have that. Yeah, definitely. Like every time I've spoken to straight dudes about spanking, spanking by uh, other guys or, or giving spankings to other guys, there's definitely a sort of an authority figure play going on there in their heads, um, which is interesting. And you know, and that's one of the reasons why you know it's important to respect the fact that they're straight, um, <laughs> regardless of whether you're attracted to them, because there is there's that dynamic that they're wanting to capture. It very much fills a need for them. Um, anything else about? Hmm? I 
excited. Yeah, you'd be surprised as to you know how often those lines are crossed. But yeah, but it's important to re- to respect. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I guess in conclusion, you know, the fantasy, the fantasy, of course, is extremely common. The fantasy of the whooping is extremely common. Like every fantasy, um, it doesn't necessarily mean that you want it that exact way in real life or that you can have it that same way in real life. Um, um, you know, you may not cry or you may not be able to make someone cry. Um, I think, you know, I was actually talking about this because uh, I had posted on tumblr the fact that i had finally gotten my weapon and you know and that i made the crying sounds but i didn't actually cry and someone was you know very curious about that because he had had similar experiences that he that he wasn't made to cry my own theory is that you know um uh, particularly in our cases where we're purposefully giving up control but we're not really into the whole role play thing we know all along when we're doing this that we have given up control and so we aren't trying to kind of change our mental state like someone who's into the, the daddy boy thing. And as adults, I think when we cry, when we actually do cry as adults about things, they're often about scenarios that are very – they're often situations where we, are, we really genuinely are not in control. You know, right. tragedies, um, painful experiences that we cannot stop and is typically not someone inflicting on us, but we've been injured. You know, things like that. And so I think um, putting ourselves, putting, we, we know that we've put ourselves into this position, you know, and so I think that's the thing that, that psychologically maybe makes it a little bit uh, more of a challenge to cry. Um, and so it's just, you know, it's just a sort of thing they have to accept. And, um, and also, you know, I had him use my favorite implement, my Jakari paddle. So he has a Lexan paddle. I have a feeling that the, the, Every time I've been made to cry, um, Lexan has been involved. So I have a feeling that if he gave me a whooping with Lexan, he might actually there might actually be tears, and so uh, we might find out if that happens. Well, yeah, you know, Lexan, yeah, that really does the job, doesn't it? It's hard to tell which is worse, Lexan or a bath brush. Yeah. Yeah. What I love about a whooping, though, is it just takes you into a psychological space that you forgot even existed. It's almost like having a memory. And it snaps you into a state of mind that you have to just go with. And it, it really is fascinating how it, it's almost physiological, the state of mind you can, be, you can go into. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. For me, particularly now, actually, where things are <laughs> – without getting too much into real-world non-spaking Scott um, – <laughs> Things are particularly stressful these days uh, for a lot of people, and um, my my line of work is such that I'm not able to disengage with the kinds of stresses that are going on in the world today. Um, <laughs> and so, on my, on my birthday, it really was it really was like a birthday present. The idea, you know, the weapon really was a birthday present for me to and I was able to just completely focus and take my mind away from everything else and just deal with that experience in the moment sometimes when you're getting that whooping it's it's brings you into states of mind that you kind of really didn't know existed that you forgot about it's almost like having a memory like when I had this banking session um, with Chicago and that very surprising role play uh, situation that really put 
put me into a state of mind instantaneously of being punished for real. Like it was not a, it was not a fantasy, you know, um, patty cake situation. It was definitely like being a 13 year old again and having that fear, almost the buildup of it was more frightening than the actual spanking. Uh, that feeling of being a kid and, and having zero control of the situation uh, was completely takes you out of everything and really just brings you sharply into that moment, which I guess that's kind of really what it's all about. I don't know, maybe just speaking for myself. but um, No, I so think that's definitely – I mean even though I'm not into that fantasy, the whole – as a bottom, the idea of, of giving up control and then, of course, as the top of being allowed to be uh, truly sadistic with the punishment, um, getting into that space really kind of feels good that you're able to do it. And it is sort of like a sort of a, a positive, a positive reinforcement of your fetish, if that if that makes any sense. It's like an understanding that this is you. This is really right. part of your identity. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely, walk away cemented with that for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's one of the best things about making that, that that has given has been given to me. If I, I can say it that way, uh, this is really me. It really is an important part, an integral part of who I am. And there's a lot, there's a lot to spanking, but um, realizing that you couldn't live without it, especially after something as serious as a whooping, it's just it's a it's a joyous feeling, isn't it? You, walk yeah. away just, just very elated about it so yeah. we sounds to a lot of people but we know yep so, <laughs> uh with that we will wrap up this episode of dudes bacon dudes uh i want to thank sydney for coming back and telling us all about camp red tails uh, thanks yeah it was great to be back yeah and so a reminder uh upcoming episode focusing on daddies and boys and on domestic discipline and and what the that uh how that plays out so if you have any questions look me up um i am on spank this hookups as red spk scott i am on waps on tumblr on recon and on scruff as red spank scott so uh once again thank you very much We'll listen to you next time.